You're listening to What If We Loved Podcast, a show about building up the church through love, sonship, and healing. Here are your hosts and founders of Love Inside Out Ministries, Bruce and Shay Mason. Hey everyone, we're back. It's the What If We Loved Podcast. Maybe we should take just a sec actually and say, why do we call it that? <laughs> because that is um, um, really at the heart of what we're talking about and that is what would it actually look like if we loved each other if the world was filled with love if our first response to everything that we encounter every conversation we have every difficult thing we face what if our response was love and what would the body of christ look like Mm -hmm. can you imagine if we were just so overflowing with love that it's spilled out beyond the church walls Mm. into our Mm. communities into the world what would the world look like that that that's what the body was created to be the the actual expression of god's heart in the world and what's his heart who is god god is love so that that's something that's that's going to happen because jesus prayed essentially that, that we'd all be one as he and the Father are one. And the only way you can have that kind of true unity and oneness with each other and with God is if we live in love. So if we have his heart dwelling within us. So we, um, we as before, I think we're going to talk a little bit about the heart today. If you remember last, <laughs> last time, we mentioned this great tsunami of love that's coming. And that we live at a time now where the, the, the waters of love have receded and God is laying bare the condition of our hearts, the condition of the heart of the body of Christ. And we're seeing also the, what it looks like in the world too. Everything's being exposed right now. And we were beginning to ask the question and, and talk a little bit about, well, what's our response supposed to be now? How do we, how do we, receive how do we position ourselves to receive the healing and the love and how does that foundation of love get built Mm. in our heart Mm -hmm. and i know shay you've got a few things you wanted to talk about that right i've just really had the word foundation highlighted a lot to me recently and i've been praying about this and thinking a lot about it and it is just so critical for our foundations to be solid. And it's it's very biblical. I mean, we, we see that um, in 1 Corinthians 3, um, God really wants to address the foundation upon which we're building. Yeah. And what's really interesting is that at the beginning of 1 Corinthians 3, Paul is talking about divisions in the church, which Bruce, you just mentioned that you know, mm-hmm. Jesus prays for the body to be one and it is mm-hmm. so critically important mm-hmm. and and paul flows right from pointing out the jealousy and the quarreling in the body of christ to then looking at the fact that we are god's field god's mm-hmm. building he says that in first corinthians 3 9 And then he goes on to say, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If any man builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, his work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. 
It will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. If what he has built survives, he will receive his reward. If it is burned up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved, but only as one escaping through the flames. Mm -hmm. And I see that this wave that's coming is gonna test our foundations. Mm -hmm. And so we need to take a good hard look at what our heart foundation is and what our heart container looks like. Let me just just interject for one sec, because in, in 1 Corinthians 4, he says this, that he will bring to light what is hidden in darkness mm -hmm. and will expose the motives of the heart. Yeah, yeah. and that's, that's what we're seeing right now, yeah. what, what's happening in the world. So if we if we take a step back and, and look at our own hearts, you know, obviously there's the macro picture looking at the whole body and seeing that the body of Christ is not in many areas is not particularly healthy right now. And that God wants to work in that, but also looking at our individual hearts. Mm -hmm. We have to do that. We can't start pointing fingers at other people. Mm -hmm. We need to start with ourselves. And look, we all have damaged foundations. Life happens, you know, you get cracks in your foundation, you get chasms, you get holes. I, I've used this expression before, bombs, the bombs of life will come in and blast <laughs> holes in your foundation. Yeah, it's yeah. just, mm -hmm. it's the way it works. And we can try to fill those in ourselves with false comforts and all the ways of the world, but that's not a good foundation. And we can let rubble sit there when it shouldn't be there, or we can invite God to come in and, and scoop out the rubble, rubble and make space yeah. for his love. Mm -hmm. And the way that I've experienced this in my own life is that when I invited him to start pouring his love into my heart, when I identified that my heart was hard and I really wanted a soft heart, and I, I invited him in. I'll be honest, it was frustrating because I didn't perceive that anything was happening for a while. I can look back now and see that he was faithful to answer the cry of my heart. Yeah. And he did begin just dripping his love in. But I couldn't perceive it as it was filling in all the cracks. You know, picture, picture the broken foundation and there's deep holes and he's dripping his love in and it's gradually rising up to the surface. But it's not going to be perceptible until it reaches surface level and begins to flow over. And when that happened in my life, everything changed. Mm -hmm. The whole landscape of my heart changed because the cracks were whole and what was present in my heart was his love, which brought with it peace and joy. So it was like this flowing river of peace and joy. I didn't have to dig down deep into the depths, depths to try and mine some joy. <laughs> it just flowed much more naturally. Yeah. And I love to kind of put it this way, whereas the, the landscape of my life before had been really fear and anxiety. What happened when the love rose up is that the joy and peace became the landscape. And then when the fear and anxiety start to bubble up, I can see that they don't belong mm -hmm. and it's easy to yeah. identify them and deal with it. Yeah. It's not my reality anymore. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who, who maybe are struggling with reaching a place of, of heart healing, knowing that you're loved, knowing that you can trust God completely, and it just sometimes feels like you're beating your head against a wall. If you have honestly asked him to work in your heart, he is doing that. 
and give yourself grace and just allow him to work in this process. You will get there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And with a foundation too, it's built, well, not if you live in North Carolina, but pretty much everywhere (laughs) else, it's built underground and you can't always see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot going on below the surface. Yeah. Like an iceberg. Yeah. Yeah. The majority of what's happening is below the surface, which you don't see. Right. But you trusted him and that you you need trust and surrender to know Mm -hmm. that he is, that he is doing it. Yeah. And so he's making your foundation so firm that it's not leaky anymore. You know, you're not going to be a leaky vessel. You're going to be able to hold what he's Mm -hmm. going to unleash. Mm I I guess it's something you really can't fake because if you don't have that base of love inside of you, even if you do what, you know, the Bible says and you follow the rules, I don't know if it's going to come off as loving the way that God intends for us to be overflowing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good distinction because, you know, behavior modification is not the same thing as yeah walking in love it's like a veneer like i see yeah. a lot of houses they have like the brick exterior mm. but then when you turn the corner it's just like that one little strip and one layer of brick. Yeah. and then everything else <laughs> like is what like... what's that really underneath there? yeah and that's what we're trying to get to we want our hearts to be authentically his yeah. not just to look good on the surface say the right yeah. things yeah look the part of a good Christian. That's, yeah. that's not what it's all about. Cause that's the straw in the hay. That's the straw in the hay. Exactly. And it will be revealed yeah. for what it is. And I feel like, you know, it when you see it, mm-hmm. like I was just yeah. watching a YouTube video this week of this guy who was a not non-Christian and mm-hmm. he was watching Corey Asbury's, um, reckless love. Mm-hmm. And he was just watching it for the musical part. Cause people told him he's a musician. People told him to watch it. And as he's watching it, he just started welling. Like you could just see him mm. resisting. And then he was just <laughs> welling up at the eyes and just couldn't contain it. And at the end of like, he ended up, I think four months later, I saw in the comments that he ended up surrendering his life to Jesus. Mm. But one of the questions he had at the end of it, he's like that love, like he felt it, but he's, why don't I see that? Why don't mm. I see that amongst Christians? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, a it's such a, question. yeah, it's such a thing where mm-hmm. you can't fake it. You can't, you can't just listen to rules and have it feel yeah. that like people can see it. People right. can tell what is that real love, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, you know, when we, when we talk about this, one of the, one of the things that we want to stress over and over again to you guys as you're listening is that when we talk about the condition of the church or the condition of people's hearts, we're really coming at it from a place of love. So, so we're pointing things out, but we're pointing things out because we're, because we know that the father loves his body and he loves all of us as, um, as his children, but there are problems right now. There are very real problems Mm -hmm. in the body where, where we don't actually look like love. If we're honest, if we're really honest with one another and we look at the body of Christ right now, maybe we'll, let's, maybe we'll narrow it to the church in the West. I don't know the best way to do it, but when we really, really look at it. Are we love? Are we living as love just as Jesus was love and is love? Are we who are supposed to be his representation? When you know, Jesus was raised from the dead, he sends us his Holy Spirit to dwell within us, which means he dwells within us. And the Holy Spirit also, through the Holy Spirit, the Father dwells within us. 
And because of that, we're supposed to have his character and his nature. That's a process. You don't immediately go from A to Z in a second. There's a transformation that happens. But how much are we as a church really understanding and recognizing and inwardly reflecting upon the soil of our heart, mm. upon the foundations of our heart? Mm. Are we recognizing where there are actually cracks? Are we recognizing where the water is flowing through and not being contained? Are we, are we aware? Uh, and I, I, I would say that we're not really aware. We're not aware enough. Yeah. Um, and as a result, that very thing that, that Janie, you were just saying about that guy saying, why don't I see that in the mm. church? You know, if we really, really want, and we, we hear people talking about a, a, you know, a million soul harvest or a billion soul harvest, all these things. If we really want that kind of a harvest in the world, the body has, actually has to look appealing. Not all are going to receive what God has for them. But what are we asking them into? Are we just wanting people saved or are we wanting them to come home and to be part of yeah. a family? And what, what does that home look like? What does it actually yeah. look like? Yeah. And are we giving them a home? Are we showing them a home that is appealing? Yeah. And that's, we have to ask ourselves that question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, I love that idea of home. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of directions we can go with that. Yeah. Maybe we will in the next podcast. Yeah, but maybe. Like the idea of family <laughs> and community and home. But if we think of our hearts as his home, his dwelling mm -hmm. place, which is very clear in scripture, that that's what he intends then we have to be willing to let him do the housework, as it were, mm -hmm. to make the house the place where he can dwell mm -hmm. without resistance, the place where he can mm. be fully present. And that's the only way we can be transformed mm -hmm. into his likeness. I, I absolutely love this um, quote from uh, C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity. Mm -hmm. He says, imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps, you could understand what he is doing. He is getting the drains right and stopping the leaks in the roof and so on. You knew that those jobs needed doing, and so you were not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts abominably and does not seem to make any sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is that he is building quite a different house from the one you thought of throwing out a new wing here, putting on an extra floor there, running up towers, making mm -hmm. courtyards. Mm -hmm. You thought you were going to be made into a decent little co mm -hmm. cottage, but he is building a palace. He intends to come and live in it himself. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to be his palace? Mm. I know I am, but yeah. I also know that it takes a lot of work and I'm nowhere close yet. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it starts with the foundation. Yes. Letting him build the foundation first. And it, it starts with an honest appraisal and an honest um, willingness to reflect upon the state of our foundations. Mm -hmm. And and so often we are so um, rooted into the foundation that we've had for a long time. If you look into churches, certain ways churches are over periods of time that they don't actually realize when cracks and chips start to appear or whether there was something actually about that foundation, which may not have been fully of Jesus. Yeah. And where it starts, of course, is our own hearts. 
So, so we have to reflect in on our own yeah. foundations. That's an act of humility, really, yeah. mm -hmm. to ask yeah. the hard questions yeah. and to, mm -hmm. to let him expose the places yeah. mm -hmm. where the foundation wasn't built in the right way yeah. or where there's still darkness or, yeah. or whatever it is he wants to deal with. Yeah. Shay, I don't want to put you on the spots, but since you are a writer, I'm thinking what, what questions and what kind of journal prompts could people ask themselves to, to kind of like uncover and uproot mm -hmm. what maybe some false foundations are mm -hmm. or what, you know, where they've like spackled over cracks or something like how to, <laughs> how to get to that place yeah, of question. discovering those things. That's a great question. And I mean, honestly, the first place I always go with that is heart forgiveness. Mm -hmm. I think that um, so holding unforgiveness toward anyone in our heart is a, wow. an immediate blockage to God entering in. Yeah. So just asking Jesus to, to reveal those people that we maybe haven't forgiven, mm -hmm. you know, it's easy to come up with an idea of someone that we might need to forgive. We all have those. We're all human. It's an ongoing process of forgiving people, but you know, sometimes there's areas where we've just shoved it down and we don't even know, but Jesus can bring that to the surface and, mm. and show us how to begin that process yeah. and, and allowing us to be free from being tethered mm -hmm. to someone that we haven't forgiven. Yeah. That sounds to me like a great future podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so um, why don't we leave it there for now? Um, and, but let's, let's flow from that through prayer. Maybe, um, I don't know. Shay, do you want to pray for people yeah, today? I can do that. All right. Oh, Father, thank you that you know us inside and out. Mm -hmm. You know our hearts better than we do. Mm -hmm. So I just ask that you would come in, flood us with your light, mm -hmm. bring light into those areas of darkness yeah. that, that maybe we haven't felt safe to expose to you, but you know they're there. Just come in with your love, bring healing, mm -hmm. clean up the mess, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> we all mm -hmm. have messy spots in our heart. Yeah. So we just invite you in to fill the cracks, to pour your love in and make us worthy vessels mm -hmm. so that we can carry who you are, yeah. so that we don't reflect the world, but we reflect you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Make us into your likeness, Lord. Yes. We acknowledge that it's nothing that we can do. It's all you. Mm -hmm. But we give you permission, Lord. Mm -hmm. So come and make us your dwelling today. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. And we'll talk to you next time. If you liked this episode, please consider donating at loveinsideout.org forward slash donate. As always, thank you for listening. Have a blessed week.